Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Rodrigo. Without the accent, it's Rodrigo. And I'm from Brazil, I'm 22. Um, first of all, it's been a huge breakthrough to be here because English is not my first language. So yeah, it's gonna be good. But I'm very excited to share with you something that the Lord has been speaking to me in the, in the few months. I can tell it. Um, I was not born in a Christian family and I met Jesus when I was 15, 16. So I've been walking with him for six years and I'm a missionary full time for two years and a half already. I'm working with YWAM and I'm a Christian movement in Brazil called Dunamis. It's Dunamis movement. And together we are fighting for against Brazil, which is a um, missions community inside of YWAM. But today I wanna talk about Jesus, not about me. So let's go to the message. Um, <clears throat> something that the Lord has been speaking to me is how how Jesus is our Lord and he's our savior and he's available for all of us. He's not the one who will put you aside, but he's the one who is, he's gonna turn his eyes to you. And I wanna talk about this and emphasize the story of the woman with the bloody shoe. So if you, you don't have to open if you don't want it, but I'm gonna read Matthew uh, chapter nine, verse 20. Uh, this says, Jesus, uh, just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his, his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he, he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at the moment. Um, on that time, Jesus was walking and if you read the Bible before, you can see that when he was walking, he has a multitude around him, a crowd. So Jesus always had uh, a lot, lots of people around him, like close to him. He was walking, the people were like just following him. And it's amazing to see on that time how people were just, they were amazed and in awe with everything that was happening and how they just want to be close to, to Jesus, like some of them could realize that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. Some of them may not. But one thing is like they wanted to be close to him. And as we saw this whole morning, and I think it's the main thing of this day, Jesus is alive. He was alive when he was walking the streets of Jerusalem, but he's alive today and he's here. And something that I, wanna, I want you to think about is like how do I behave when the King of Kings is in the room? Because Jesus is here today. You, you may not see him, but he is here. He is alive, and he wants to touch you and heal you and save you, just as he did with this woman. So uh, talking a little, a little bit about her, she was a, a woman with this bloody shoe, and she was bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine to be sick and, like, bleeding for 12 years? I, I don't know how I could handle with that, but she was very strong, as you can see. And if you, if you go to, we're not gonna read it, but I'm gonna, if you wanna take notes. Uh, if you go to Mark chapter five, verse 25 to 34, and Luke chapter eight, verse 43 to 49, you're gonna see more about her story. So according to the laws of that time, that woman, she was considered by the people like impure. So people couldn't touch her and she couldn't touch people because 
If she touched someone, that person will become impure. So it was like she was carrying something radioactive. She couldn't touch anyone. She couldn't be close to anyone. And no one would wanted to be close to her. So imagine if you are walking on the street and you're going the side of the pavement and there are people coming and they just across the street to don't go past to you. That's how the, the life of the woman looked like. She was this kind of person. No one wants to be close to her. But she, she had hope. And she was also discredited for many years by the doctors. And even her, she lost her money because of that. So the Bible will say that through a lot of years, she was like spending money and going to doctors to see about her problem, her blood issue. But she was discredited. Like people, the doctors would cut, uh, turn to her and say, there's no healing. There is no hope for you. There is no way out. That's how you're going to live for the rest of your life. That's what is going to happen to you for the rest of your life. Until you die, that's what I think they would say. It's not on the Bible, but it's imagination. Like, until you die, you'll be bleeding. Until you die, that's going to be your condition. Until you die, that's how your life is going to look like. So she was hopeless. There is no, I imagine her like there's no way out. That's the way I'm going to live. I have no hope. I, I don't know what I have to believe in. I just have this problem. But one day, she heard about a man. She heard about a man that was walking and healing people. She heard about a man that could be on her hope, that could bring her healing. And she just had one decision. Like, she, as I told you, she could, she could not touch people. She could not approach anyone. So imagine, imagine to her, to see Jesus walking and like, I know he has my healing. I know that he is my healing. That's my only, like my last option. But I cannot come close to him. I cannot go there. I cannot ask him to pray for me. I cannot ask him to heal me. Because if I do it... I, People will look at me in a wrong way. I'm going to be out of the law. So what am I going to do? And also, Jesus, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus was coming to her. He was just passing by. He was actually going to heal someone else, the, the daughter of a man called Jairus. So he had another focus on that moment. But he is the son of God. And he is 100% God. So of course he knew it. He knew that she was there. But sometimes it's we need to make to give a step. Sometimes it's our action. Sometimes we need to say yes. Like Jesus is here, he's available, but if you don't give a step forward, what do you think is gonna happen? He's not he's not a bad God who is like just commanding you to do things. He wants you to love him, he wants you to desire him. Jesus said that no one can, can come to me if the Father has not called you before. So I believe that today is a day that the Father in heaven is calling all of us to come close to him. And say, Jesus, I want to have this life with you. Jesus, I believe in you. I know you are my way. John 14 says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, like, no one can come to the Father if it's not by Jesus. He's the only way. 
So you, you may come here today asking, what is my way out? What am I going to do with my life? I have this problem, this, this problem, this problem. I don't want to know about your problem. But I, I have to tell you, Jesus is the way. He is the answer. Doesn't matter what you're going through. He is the answer. You might be sick. You might be sad. You might have some, some problems. I don't know, financial problems, problems with your family. It doesn't matter. He is the way. You cannot see, like, look to your problem and think that's bigger than Jesus. Because when David saw Goliath, he said, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Knowing the name of my insecurity or in the name of my fear, but I'm going in the name of the Lord. And Jesus is here today to give you hope. He is the way. And that's the, the main message of the day. He is the way and he's alive. So I'm not going to take too long. I want to be very objective. But... On that time, Jesus was not coming straight to her, but she heard about him, and that woman, she had just one decision. So, um, if you see the verse 20, it says, she came um, up behind him. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his robe. So she came behind him. Jesus was not seeing her. He knew it, but he was not seeing her. So on that moment, she made a decision, like, I can see my hope, my healing, my salvation, my everything for my life, and I am here. So I need to give a step. And some people will say that she was even on the ground, like just going to touch him. And she had faith. She said, if I just touch the fringe of his robe, I, I, I don't, she didn't th say like, I need to talk to him, I need to hug him, I need to get too close. No, just the fringe of his robe. I believe that moment, that moment she had a revelation like he has the power. I know what he's doing, so I want a taste of it. So for a long time, you may see what Jesus is doing. You heard a lot of amazing testimonies, but you never experienced something like that. You just have to believe, and it's available for all of you. If we came from Brazil and we pray for healing and people are healed, it, it, it's not because we are missionaries. It's not because we have this label or something like that. It's because we have the Holy Spirit. And you can have the Holy Spirit too. You just have to believe. You just need to say yes. So I believe that today Jesus is making invitations to some of us. And the only thing that he wants to hear is like, yes. He just needs your yes. And he's going to transform your life. I said yes to Jesus years ago. And Look where, where I am right now. In my life, I would never imagine that I would be here speaking to you in Southport. Like, it's a city that in Brazil I never heard about, but that's the way of Jesus. And I came here with a purpose. And I can assure to you, each one of you, you have a purpose of life. You were not born just to, to earn money and die. That, that's not the purpose of life. That's not the purpose for anyone. But Jesus has a good purpose for you. So in that moment, G uh, the woman, she made a decision. And she said, I want to be healed. So I'll go. I'll go behind him. And I'm going to touch the fringe of his hope. And in that moment, the Bible says that uh, in the other uh, books of the gospel, the Bible says that Jesus turned around and he asked, who touched me? But remember, she, she didn't touch him. She touched the fringe of his hope. But in that moment, Jesus felt the power coming out of him because he's God. He's the son of God and he's 100% God. So in that moment, 
that woman, she called the attention of the Son of God. She called the attention of Jesus. And the Bible says that he turned to her. He turned to her. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. So your faith has healed you. So today, if you have faith in the Son of God, if you have faith that Jesus is alive, if you have faith that he can be your Lord and your Savior, you're going to be healed. You're going to be saved. But as I told you, and as the Bible makes clear, it's your decision. We're not going to force you to do anything. We're not going to force you to, to do something that you don't want to. It's your decision. But as someone that is living with Jesus for a while, I can assure you that's the best decision I have ever made in my whole life. And I know that for the rest of my life, that is still going to be the best decision. Because I said, Jesus, my life is yours. Like, I don't care what's going to happen. My life is yours. And if you have any doubts, please uh, know. He knows the best way. He created the whole world and, and the animals and the man. So why would, do you think that he doesn't know what is best for you? He knows. He has the best for you. And the, the, the great thing of the gospel is like he knows what is the best for you because he is the best for you. He is the answer. So if God says, I know what is best for you, he's talking about himself because he is the right answer. And something that calls my attention in this passage is that when Jesus saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. He didn't say woman. He didn't say sick woman. He didn't say woman with a bloody shoe. He said daughter. So on that time, her identity was unlocked. And he said, that's, um, that's what you, you were born to be, a daughter. Not a sick woman. Not, someone, not a beggar. But you're called to be a daughter. And today I believe that God is calling sons and daughters to come to his house and to be part of this family. Like if the father has a big table with a big banquet, there is a seat for you. He has a space for you. There is a space for you in the kingdom of heaven because you were called to be a son and daughter of God. So on that time, her identity was revealed because Jesus called her daughter. On that time, maybe she never heard that from anyone before in her whole life. But on that time, she knew, I am a daughter of God. And today, the Lord is saying, I have a new ways and I have healing and salvation for my sons and daughters in this place. And what I believe is that today, Jesus, he has a new identity for you. He doesn't want you to be called a poor man, a poor woman, uh, someone who doesn't have faith and hopeless, a beggar. Doesn't matter what people have called you your whole life. Today, your position is to be um, a son or a daughter of God. And I'm already going to the end because I'm running my time. But today, you are here to be called a son or a daughter of God. You are here to be called someone who is part of the kingdom. You are here to be called someone who has a place with the Father. But as that woman, it's your decision. You have to make a decision today. You have to say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I want to say yes. That's what I want to do. 
that's what I want to live the rest of my life. Or you can say, Jesus, I said yes to you a few years ago or a, long, a time ago, but I feel that I need to come back. I feel that I am away from you. I feel that I lost my place and I need to go to this place again. He has his arms open. The same position that Jesus died on the cross on his arms open is the same position that he is today. With his arms open to embrace you and to tell you that there is a place for you in the kingdom. There is a place for you in the house. So if you, for some time in your life you had that feeling of not belonging, know that Jesus, he has a way for you. He has a place for you. But it's your decision. And just as that woman was healed, and just as we saw a lot of testimonies of people being healed, I also believe that today is a day of healing. So if you have any issue, any sickness, any pain, any disease, it doesn't matter. He wants to heal you today. But again, it's your decision. If you just stay in your chair, like stop and don't say anything, it's like you don't want it. If you want it, you need to go for it. And Jesus is available to heal you today. So I want to invite all of you guys to stand up. And we are going to pray. But in that moment, I want you to, to close your eyes. And I want you to start thinking what, how your life looked like so far. How it's been your life. And do you think that you're giving the right attention to Jesus? Do you think that the place and the position that you are right now, it's the right position that you were born to be? Jesus has a place for you in the house of the Father. Jesus has a place for you in the kingdom of God. But just as that woman, it's your decision. So be brave enough. And if you're afraid, if you have fear in your heart, the Bible says that the perfect love of God casts out all fear. So we command right now in the name of Jesus, every fear, leave this room right now in the name of Jesus. Every fear, leave this room right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare, Lord, we declare a day of harvest. In the name of Jesus, a day of healing. And the Bible talks about a blind man who came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And what I believe is that today Jesus is asking each one of you, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Is that a healing? I can heal you. Is that, is that happiness? I can make you happy. Is that a purpose? I have a purpose for you. But it's your decision. It's not on my hands. It's not in the hand of the elders. It's not in the hand of anyone else or any leader. It's your decision. And maybe you are here and you are Christian for a long time, but you feel that you need to come back. You feel that you need to burn again for Jesus. You feel that you may lost your, your first love. Don't be ashamed to just come and say, Jesus, I want to come back. Jesus, I need a renew in my life. Jesus, I need to say yes again. He's not going to judge you. 
He's not going to say bad things about you. He's going to embrace you and call you to the house of the Father. So I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I want you to think about this question that Jesus did. What do you want me to do for you? And that's the time that you're going to answer the Lord. Saying, Lord, I want that. I want to be healed. I want to come back. I want to be saved. But please, don't leave this place without making a decision. Don't leave this building if you, if you, if you haven't made a decision. God, thank you so much. Thank you because your name is beautiful. Thank you because when you call your name, every fear casts out. Thank you, Lord, because you have saved us. Thank you, Lord, because you have healing for us. Thank you, Lord, because you are wonderful. And it's so good to be able to love you. Lord, we pray for your presence over this room. I pray, Lord, for you to send your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Holy Spirit of God, bring conviction today. Bring conviction today. Conviction all of all of our sins, all of our mistakes. And we pray, Holy Spirit, for every fear to leave this place. And we declare right now that we are surrendered to you. We declare, Lord, a morning of surrender. And we say, Jesus, that we love you. And Lord, I pray for braveness in our heart to answer you when you ask, what do you want me to do for you? We give you, Lord, all the honor and all the glory. And make our hearts to be brave just as that woman that made a decision. A decision that changed her whole life forever. May we do and make this decision today. We praise your name, Lord. And you, we say that you are worthy. In the name of Jesus. Amen.